You are listening to our Refinery Church podcast. Each message is from our most recent weekend service located on our downtown Brea campus. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened from today's episode. Now for a timely message from Pastor Jared Wagner. Well, as we were uh, worshiping this morning, I was reminded of God's sovereignty. That's what came to my mind that God is in control. And I was thinking about each of you, your situation, things you're going through, things we're praying about. And I think that's so important for us to understand that we live in a world that is broken, that has issues, that it has struggles. But God is above these things. And he cares about you. And he's working. It, it may not seem like it at times. We may not see it. But God is faithful. He's at work, he has a plan, and nothing can stop God from what he wants to do. And so we can trust in him, we can rest in him. Whatever your situation is, I think the best thing we can do is remember who God is and just trust and rest in his faithfulness, his goodness, and his love for you. I'm going to just pray for you and then we'll get into God's word this morning. Thank you, God. Lord, as Pastor Kelly was praying and just reminding us as well that you are in control, that you are sovereign. And sometimes it seems like things are falling apart, things that are, are too big for us to, to handle or know how it's going to work out for good. But God, you are sovereign. You're above it all. There is no one greater than you. There's no situation that is bigger than you or stronger than you. Lord, you know our life. And God, we trust in you. We just proclaim that this morning that we have a future, we have a hope, and it is founded in you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I love worshiping with you guys and meeting with you. Every Sunday that you come is so special. And I consider us a family, a, a team, and, and we play different roles. Pastor Kelly's the lead pastor. I'm assistant. There's worship leader, youth pastors, other people ministering. But we're all in our, our walk with Christ together. So we're all moving towards being more like Jesus and getting to know God more day after day. And we're doing it as a family. And I love that. So we're in the, the boat together. We are refinery. And I'm so glad that you're here this morning and every morning that you come. And we've been in a, a really great series called Identity, as you can see on the screen. He is, I am, and we are. And I was telling Pastor Kelly this week or last week that what I'm praying, what I'm hoping is that we don't just come to church, punch in, listen to a message, punch back out and leave and kind of leave our, our Christianity, leave the word of God, leave what the Holy Spirit's doing at church and like, okay, I'll catch up with you next week, God, but that we would really embrace what he's saying. We would hear the word of God and, and we would think about it. We should be able to go to lunch on a Sunday, you know, in the evening. And if someone goes, hey, you went to church today, like would the pastor preach? You shouldn't be like, oh, hold on. I know it was something about something that was about something. And then he prayed. But we, I mean, we should think about it. Right. And have it become part of us. And kind of wrestle with it. And on Monday, we should know what's been being preached on Tuesday. And then start living it out. And if we embrace a series like this, it's transforming. Our life is different. Identity. We start with 
Jesus, who are you? That's our foundation. That's what Pastor Kelly was talking about when he was praying. Our foundation is in Jesus Christ. Everything is built upon that. We need to grasp fully who you are, Jesus, and what you've done and what you've accomplished. Jesus, just a few things. He is life. He is truth. He is perfection. He is all-knowing and all-powerful. Jesus is victorious. He is faithful. He is the resurrection, the provider, the protector, the healer. He is God. It is so good for us just to camp there. I mean, if that was the whole series, Jesus, who are you? That would be so wonderful to chew on, to embrace, to believe to fully go after and set our minds upon that. Jesus, I know who you are. And because I know who you are and I know you, my life is transformed. Identity. He is. And because he is, I am. If you've given your life to Jesus, if he is your Lord and Savior, he has made you righteous. Who are you? You are righteous. You are pure before God. The power that rose Jesus from the dead is now working in your life. You have eternal life. It's not a coin toss. It's not, I hope, I will see when I get to heaven. You have eternal life now if you put your trust in Jesus. That's who you are. You are saved and redeemed and heaven is ahead of you. You have the all-powerful God who knows you and has promised to work on your behalf, taking all things and bringing good out of those. You know the truth. You are victorious in Christ. You are an overcomer. And all God's promises are yes and amen to you. Okay? Who are you, Jesus? And who am I in you? Our identity. You are special. You are loved. You are a child of God. And then we go to the third part of the series. He is, I am, then we are. I mean, when we come together, if you think about who Jesus is and who you are in Christ, then all of God's people come together to worship him and to use our gifts and to sharpen each other, build each other up. This is a powerful place, a dynamic place, a special place where God's people gather together. And he's uniquely gifted each of us to work together, to function as a body, to glorify God, to build us up, to do great godly works. I mean, it's a dynamic place when God's people gather together. I mean, you are special. We together can do great and wonderful things. We come together to glorify God. We get recharged. We get sharpened. And we can go out and do great works in the name of Jesus Christ. Identity. He is, I am, and we are. Woo, we can make some noise. Yes. (laughs) Praise God. This morning, we're going to talk a little bit more about who we are. And Jesus was with his disciples, and he's sitting with them, and he's trying to tell them and get them to understand their identity, who you are. 
Because who you are makes a difference in what you do. And he's teaching them about the mentality they're supposed to have and the mission that they're always supposed to be on. We as God's people are always on mission. And we're going to see that as Jesus taught his disciples. The word that we're going to read, Jesus spoke to his disciples back then, but we are his disciples also today. And this word is for us. So he's saying, when we gather, guys, right? Church isn't over when you leave. So he's telling his disciples, that's important for us to understand. When we gather together in around 1120, or if I go long, I try not to, 1125 or something, church isn't over, right? Then we go out and be the church to the world. We gather as the church and we go to be the church. If you don't mind standing with me, we're going to read our text this morning. We're going to read together. I love this new tradition that we started a a few weeks back to honor the word of God, to read the word of God together, to stand and recognize that there's something to be set up here because we have God's word to share. So we'll put on the screen Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 through 16 and we'll read this together. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You may be seated. The title of the message this morning is, We Are Salt and Light. So let's travel back for a minute to this time, this passage. What was going on? Jesus was teaching. He was preaching. He was healing all kinds of sickness and disease, wonderful power and works and compassion and love going out. And there were crowds that were building and people wanted to check Jesus out. What's he doing? I want to see his power. I want to be touched by him. I want to hear his teachings. And there was a great gathering. And Jesus took a moment to step away from the crowds. He went on the hillside and his disciples came after him. And he began to teach them about how they should be and and how they should live. And then he tells them, look, when you live like me, when you act like me, when you share me with other people, there's going to be times where others will come against you. He said, you will be persecuted. You will have people come against you with false accusations and saying all kinds of evil against you. This will happen. And he's making it clear to them. But he says, I will see your faithfulness and I'll bless you. And then it's like he breaks the huddle and he's like, boom, let's go be salt and light to the world. And to me, I read it and I was like, well, interesting pep talk in a way. It'd be like a boxing trainer, you know, a coach getting to... You're going to be beat up. You're going to be punched and bruised and bloodied. You might have your nose broken and a tooth fall out. You might get nailed and fall to the ground. And the person that hits you might be talking a little trash on top of it. They might even spit on you if they're nasty. Or even bite part of your ear off. Okay? Now, after the, the trainer said that, then he said, go out there and box. He'd be like, uh, I'm not so sure. How about I'm doing the punishment? That, that would feel a little 
better, coach. Jesus was telling his disciples, being my follower, being bold, being a light, being salt, isn't always going to be easy or comfortable. But people are worth it. People need to know the good news. They need to know who I am. And I love people, so I'm sending you out. And I'm giving you foreknowledge. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit rough. But go out and be the salt and light. I love the Apostle Paul who suffered so greatly for the name of Jesus Christ and spreading the gospel. And he said this in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of salvation for everyone who believes. The Apostle Paul was beaten. He was tortured, shipwrecked. I mean, this guy went through it all. And he said, but I'm not shrinking back the message of Jesus, even if it costs me so much. Because when people hear the message, some will receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I won't be ashamed. And he's telling his disciples, go out, be the salt and light. Verse 13 of the the section that we read says, you are salt of the earth. The first part of verse 14 says, you are light of the world. You, you, not just the pastor person, the lead worship person, that you are the salt and the light. You might be thinking, me? Yes, you. You see, over and over and over again, the scriptures, God calls somebody and it's like, I think you got the wrong person. Do you know what I've done? Do you know my shortcomings? Do you know my struggles? It can't be me. Jesus says, it's you. You are the salt and light for our world. You are needed. You are vital. And God is calling you to that task. He's giving you your identity. Before he talks about works, he's saying this is who you are. You are salt and you are light to this dark and lost world. You are. You are already. It's perfect. It's done. You are salt and light. Not you are becoming or you are progressing towards this. You are already salt and light in Jesus Christ. That's your identity. Do you think about that often? Do you embrace that? Like wherever you're at, you are the light of Jesus. You are the salt of the world. The the main function of salt back in Jesus' day was to preserve food, to keep it from going bad. In God's plan, you are necessary to keep the world preserved, to keep the world good. I mean, if the church was pulled out, it would be so sad for our world. But you are here and you have a calling, keeping society preserved, keeping society good. Salt was also a a property and used for cleansing and healing. And so it was something that you, was used in that day. The gospel's the same way. It's used for cleansing and hope and healing and life. We have the good news of Jesus Christ to share with everybody. 
Salt adds a little flavor. Anybody add a little salt? Maybe you shouldn't add too much, right? Cholesterol, but you, you put a little in there and it brings some flavors out. I like watching the Food Network channels and sometimes when they're evaluating the food, it's pretty good and there's some good flavors, but if you added a little more salt, the flavors would really pop. We need more salt. Yeah, what salt, bay, whatever that guy was, throw a little salt, right? <clears throat> We need flavoring in our world, the flavoring and goodness of God. When you are the salt to the world, you preserve what is good and what is right. You keep things from going bad and you bring hope and healing and good to our world. He goes on and says, you are the light of the world. Light helps to give direction, takes away darkness and brings safety. The world can be a sad, unjust, unrighteous place at times. But God has his lights out there to make a difference. He has you out there to make a difference in people's lives, to bring truth and direction and love, to repel evil, to bring justice and help people see God's goodness. That's part of who you are. That's your identity. In Refinery Church, we are together in this place, in this property, this location. As we gather, we're a lighthouse to our city. We're to be a, a blessing. It's, it should be good for our city and surrounding cities that Refinery Church is here. An overflow of God's grace to those around us. But when we disperse, you can't carry a lighthouse with you, can you? But you can carry a flashlight. And when we disperse into our neighborhoods or workplaces or schools or cities, then we bring our personal flashlights. You are a light to the world that can reach people and places that only you can re reach. Your life is unique. God has placed you in a certain neighborhood, certain jobs, certain school, and certain family. And he said, that is where I want you to light up. Bring your, your flashlight and make a difference in those unique areas in your life. Think about the people in the area that you're in that a pastor, we're not where you're at. And we don't need to be where you're at because God has called you to be the light and the salt to the world. Salt transforms food, light transforms darkness. The church is called to transform society. You are God's grace and blessing to the world around you, to your world, to your people, to your places. God's saying, I love those people. I care about those people, even in sin and darkness. But you are the light, and I put you there for a mission, for a purpose. Some of those people are going to think you're dumb. Some of those people are going to talk bad about you and say other things about you. Others are going to say, what? There's hope, there's life, there's truth. I'm desperate, I'm looking, I'm searching. Thank God that you spoke up. Thank God that you showed me the goodness of God. You are the salt and light of the world. God does not want people to stay in darkness, so he has called you. Embrace that identity. He said, he goes on to tell his disciples, don't lose your flavor. Don't lose your light. Don't lose your identity and who I've called you to be. 
So Jesus got really practical and he said, if salt loses its flavor, what good is it? What does it really do if it loses its purpose and its qualities and its function? I mean, if you're eating and you like a little salt, you hey, pass me the salt, you put a little on and you eat and it's like, it's kind of feels like more like sand or dirt or something, whatever. Pass me a little more salt. It's not working. It's not bringing out the flavors. The salt must be bad. Get, get rid of it. It's like, well, if the salt doesn't do the salty thing, then what's the purpose? And Jesus can simply just saying, you have a mission. You have a purpose. Are you living that out? If not, you're missing who God has made you to be. I have a, a bowl of little salt packets that Dino has. and. He's going to take one and just pass it around, take one out, and uh, you can use it. And if you use it today at lunch, you use, ooh, this is going to add a little flavor. Remember, that's you. If you don't want to use it, then you could just put it somewhere in your car, and then you might be like, why is there a salt packet? Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That's what I'm supposed to be to the world. Don't lose your flavor. Right. right. Don't lose your light. Don't conceal your light. He's saying it was kind of strange, like if a lamp is covered and it's not giving light to people around you, that's not what a light is meant for. It's supposed to light things up and reveal things and take away darkness. Imagine if you went over to a, a friend's house and they're saying, hey, come on in. It's dark outside. And you go in the living room and it's dark and you guys are talking and someone's like, do you have a lamp? Do you, do you have a, a light? that we?" And you, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the box over there. I keep it in the box. They're going, dude, like you're supposed to Maybe get it in the box, but you take it out, you put it on the table, you turn it on, it lights things up so we can see each other and see what's going on. We're not tripping over things. And if he's like, no, 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 I, I just like it in the box. <clears throat> then you go and you're like, that guy, he keeps his light in a, in a box. That's, it's kind of odd. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work, right? And Jesus is saying, don't hide your message. Don't hide the goodness of God. Be bold. Be out there. Be giving. Be sharing. Be loving. Share the the truth of who Jesus is. Don't hide what God is meant for you to shine on other people. We live in a world where so many people are struggling. So many people are in darkness of depression, despair, and emptiness without hope. And you have the answer. You have the answer. Imagine if you had the cure for cancer, you'd run into the hospital and go, oh, hey, I've got help for you. Like, here it is. You'd be yelling and screaming and getting everybody's attention. If you had endless money and people were in need, you would say, I can help you. You have something greater than a cure for cancer, even though that would be great. You have something greater than endless money. You have Jesus Christ, the ultimate hope for people. So there's an answer for you. There's hope. There's help. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Don't lose your shine. Don't lose your saltiness. Saltiness in a good way. We use it in a, they're kind of salty. Don't be that kind of salty. Be Jesus kind of salty. Have you ever been in a, a storm or maybe your circuit broke and all of a sudden it's dark? And you freeze and you're like, there's a little panic. Like, someone grab a flashlight and someone lights them. We need some light. 
I just feel like there's so many people in our world that are walking around in panic and in need. Is there light somewhere? Is there hope somewhere? Is there an answer for me? Is there a future for me? And there you are. Make yourself known. You know, where I, I work, it's been so amazing to get so many opportunities to, to minister to people. And if you've ever had anybody be like, hey, dude, can I talk to you? It's like, oh, ministry is about to happen. Go around the corner. I'm, I'm struggling with this. That, that people kind of know, like, who I am and who I represent, that I'm available for them to love on them or, or neighbors. And we used to have a, a neighbor that would come to our house. We'd be eating and knock on the door and it's like, oh, and we're not expecting anybody to open up. And he's like, I got a question about the Bible. And it's like, okay, well, well let's, let's talk. Being a light, you know, being salt to those around you, those in need, those who are searching is, is so important and so vital. That's your calling. Isn't it amazing to be able to have that privilege and that calling? to bring hope and bring light and bring truth to people's lives. So often I, I hear people going, oh, I, I, I'm going to run from darkness. I'm going to move from California far, far away to a land of little Christianness. I, go, I always think if California is that bad, this is the place to stay, then Christians should be running to California to light up the light, right? right? Not running from it. Or all those people, man, they got issues. Well, those are the people to go to then. You, hey, how you doing? My name is Jared. What's your name? Love people with issues. Because right. we have the helper, the one that can help with struggle and help with issues. I was thinking of the Olympics. The Olympics, if you know, they have the opening ceremonies. And they, before that, they have people that carry this Olympic torch. And they're running. And you run, run, run. Then it's after a few miles, you hand it to the next person. And they're running. And they're running. The little light's progressing and moving forward. And there's a responsibility of not going, oh, whatever. This thing's getting heavy and chucking it and moving on. You're saying, this is important. I have the privilege, I have the honor and responsibility of carrying this light and make sure that it's lit and it's going forward. And all these little lights end up at the very end in typically a Coliseum where they light up the Olympic cauldron and it, it, it burns and it's the great flame, the great light. And we have these opportunities in our lives to, to shine this light in our neighborhood at our jobs, at our workplace. And this little light, all of our little lights ultimately point to the great light, Jesus Christ. So someone says like, well, why would you do something like that? Why would you be nice? Why would you help? Because God has helped me and he's made a difference in my life. God has changed my life and he's given me his heart. And what you see in me that might be good or helpful is ultimately God and his word. Jesus said, let them see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So you do good things. People can't always see your theology. because They can see the good works that come from your theology. And often it happens that way. You do something good. You do something kind. You do something loving in Jesus' name. And then you get the opportunity to tell them why, where that comes from, where the heart is from. Jesus Christ has called us to be the light and salt of the world. And he says, it's going to be a struggle at times, but go light up the world around you. <clears throat> It'd be cool if we had like a little light on us, you know, 
And when it was dimming or flickering or something, someone came out, brother, let me pray for you. Your light's starting to flicker. We want it bright, right? Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's remind each other. Salt and light are the good works of Christ in people's lives. I see that in so many of you. And I love it when we, you know, we celebrate when you're meeting together, when you're doing good things, when we're hearing stories, we're like, that's so awesome. That's what we want to see. That's what Jesus wants to see. It's commendable making a difference in a thousand different ways, shining your light and putting a, a little bit of salt wherever you go. The salt of Jesus Christ. You know, I think of a, a few situations that I've been in in our church I remember Pastor Alvaro said, get in the car. He, he doesn't ask. He just tells you, get in the car. He's like, my, my wife made food for somebody. We're going to go deliver it. And I go, okay, well, I guess we're getting in the car. We're going to deliver some food to somebody. We pull up to the curb, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. He honks the horn. And then out of this building, you see this homeless man whose name is Chris. Window goes down. Pastor, I was, hey, Chris, what's going on, man? We got some food for you. And Chris comes out grabs the food, and God bless you and be praying for you. And I think, who knows what kind of day this man was having? Does anybody care? Where's my future? Where's my life? Maybe at that moment going, I'm hungry. I need something to eat and hearing a horn. Maybe that's for me. Stepping out and saying, oh, I know that guy. He shows me love. He puts a little salt into my life. He shines a little bit of goodness on my life. Awesome. There's a man named Dino in our church. He's always telling me, oh, I'm at work. He got this guy some coffee and praying for this guy and sponsoring folks. And I think, man, that, that's awesome. Go for it. Give coffee. Bless somebody. Pray for them. Help somebody to progress in life. Praise God for that. There's a couple named Rick and Heather. They're kind of the hounds of this, the hounds of salt and light. Who can I bless? Who can I encourage? Who can I help? And they're just always searching for people and how they can make a difference. My wife is great with that. It's like, man, you're making food for like an army here. Well, it's our army. Plus, I'm going to share some bread with that person or soup with that person. or I'm bringing some stuff to, to school the next day. Loving people. Many of you are, are living the life. You're being the light. You're being the salt. Praise God for you. You're making a difference in people's lives. You matter. And God is saying, good job. Well done. Good and faithful servants. Living with the heart of God. Close in just a minute. And we have a special song for you. And I'm going to pray for you. But there was a, a situation at my work about a month ago. And I was just kind of praying, Lord, help me to make a difference wherever I'm at. And we were just working. I was with a, a co-worker, and we were walking into the area where we work. And we noticed there was this woman who was crying. And, but you could tell she was kind of trying to hide her tears a little bit and looking the other way and just trying to deal with it on her own. And so I told him, hey, maybe we should just go and kind of gently go up here and just check on her, see how she's doing. And he said, well, you're the pastor guy. You go do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. thanks for the partnership. And so I kind of, you know, walked up there and I said, excuse me. Hello. And so my name's Jared. And I just want to see how you're doing. And it, when I first said hello, it's kind of like startled, like, what's going on? Who's this guy? And, and she turned to me and she just finishes wiping her tears. I said, are you all right? And 
She said, yesterday my son tried to commit suicide, and she said, I'm just really struggling. And she was talking about a little bit of her hardships, and so I was just listening and, and just letting her talk for a little while. And then I encouraged her to share a little bit about the hope of God and let her know that I was going to be praying for her. And she said, that's so strange. She said, when I was crying and kind of looking off, I was wondering, God, do you even care? Do you even see what's going on? She said, right when I'm thinking this, I hear hello. And then I don't even know who you are. And you're asking me how I am. And you're telling me that God cares, that he knows, and that he can work, and he can help my son. And she, she said, it's so good. She said, I can't wait to go home and to tell my husband that someone's praying, that God cares, and just telling him this little story. And a couple of days later, she said, what's your name again? And I thought that was cool because it's like, who cares who I am? Because you didn't forget who God was. And then she said, what's your name? And I told her her name. And she goes, you know, God's working. <laughs> and I think he's hearing your prayers. And my son's changing and good things are happening. She said, keep praying. I said, of course, I'll keep praying. Being a light, being salt. When you wave to your neighbor, how's your neighbor doing? God has put you in a family. Maybe you call and, and say, Grandma, doing okay? Mom, Dad, just checking in on you. Calling your kids that are away. Hey, haven't talked to you in a few days. Doing all right? Love you. Somebody at a restaurant serving you. Thanks for serving me. How are you doing? Can I pray for you in any way? It's being salt and light to the world. Tatiana is going to come up and she's going to sing a, a song, do a special with, with Pete. And as they're singing this song, I want you to just really pay attention to the words of the song and be in, encouraged that God has called you to be salt and light to the world. Praise God that Jesus is the great salt and light. And we can kind of be not little gods, but little lights and salt to the world around us. Let me pray, and then Tatiana is going to lead us in this song, and Pastor Kelly's going to close in a time of ministry and prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Well, Lord, we, when we think of salt and light, God, we think of you, Jesus, who you've came from heaven, and you are the light of the world. And you even said that you came as a light and some people still love the darkness and you were rejected, you were persecuted, you were whipped and beaten and called all kinds of things, but you came because you wanted to save, you wanted to bring life, you wanted to bring hope. And now you've called us to play a little role in the places that we're at, to bring hope, to bring life, to be a light and salt to the world. Lord, we want our works to make you shine, to glorify you, that people would come to know you, not about knowing us or highlighting us, but knowing you and highlighting you with all that we do. May we reflect you, Lord. May we show you well. As Tatiana leads us in the song, as she sings, and we just kind of listen. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would ignite something in each of us. Give us a, a passion to be your vessels in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by today's message. 
For more great content and information about Refinery Church, find us at wearerefinery.com and our socials, We Are Refinery. If you would like to help support and give to the ministry, visit our website at wearerefinery.com forward slash give. See you on our next episode at the Refinery Church Podcast.